KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, April 14th. If you install solar after today, you'll earn less for the electricity you generate. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. Senator Dianne Feinstein asked on Wednesday to be temporarily replaced on the Judiciary Committee. She's recovering from shingles and didn't say when she expects to be back. The announcement comes after two House Democrats called on Feinstein to resign because of her extended absence from Washington. Her absence has complicated efforts to confirm Biden's picks for federal courts. Feinstein is the oldest member of Congress at 89 years old. A proposal to move railroad tracks away from the North County coast won't be cheap. San Diego Congressman Mike Levin took Federal Railroad Administrator Amit Bose on a coastal rail tour of two at-risk bluffs, one in Del Mar and the other in San Clemente. Their operation will be at risk unless we take the actions necessary, not just for the short term, but again for the long term. Levin highlighted how coastal erosion and climate change will continue to impact the bluffs and make the relocation project more urgent. You can visit some of San Diego's libraries on Sundays again. That's because the city once again has the staff. It's one of the last steps in bringing library service back to pre-pandemic levels. 14 of the city's 36 libraries will be open Sunday starting this weekend from 1 to 5 p.m. For a full list of libraries with Sunday hours, visit kpbs.org. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Californians still considering installing rooftop solar panels will earn less for the electricity they generate. New rules go into effect today. Environment reporter Eric Anderson says when state regulators made the rule changes in December, it sparked a rush to install new systems. The California Public Utilities Commission ended two years of contentious debate in December when they approved new net energy metering rules. Solar industry officials warned those new regulations would hurt their businesses, 
But the rule changes actually prompted people to put solar on roofs. The utility companies want to pay you less for what you produce. It totally goes against California's goals for more renewable energy. Now is the time to go solar and lock in your savings. That install now before the rules change pitch worked. The California Solar and Storage Association's Bernadette Del Chiaro says the pitch to get a system installed under the older, more economically generous rules boosted business by more than 40 percent. A lot of consumers that were previously on the fence um, about the, you know, going solar um, jumped off that fence. Del Chiara says the industry should stay busy through the summer, installing all the solar systems that had an agreement signed before the deadline. But once the backlog is cleared, she expects solar installations to slow significantly. California regulators decided against a draconian flat fee proposal for solar users, something opponents called a solar tax, but they approved cutting how much utilities credit customers for electricity generated on rooftops and sold back to the grid. Every electron you send back to the grid on a sunny day, they cut that by about 75 percent. Essentially, it means residents will have to wait longer to recover the upfront investment they made on a solar system. That can range from thousands to tens of thousands of dollars. The rule change caps a fight that generated unprecedented interest in proceedings at the California Public Utilities Commission. The Solar Rights Alliance's Dave Rosenfeld says hundreds of local governments and public officials spoke out against the rule changes. And he says there were more than 170,000 public comments. Overwhelmingly, like 90, 95 percent of the public comments that went in were saying, don't do it. And they did it anyway. The decision didn't sit well with the San Diego-based group, the Protect Our Communities Foundation. They worked with the Center for Biological Diversity and the Environmental Working Group to challenge the ruling. They argued in a legal petition that the CPUC did not follow state law. Attorney Aaron Stanton says petitioners have waited more than 60 days since filing their objection, and they could ask for a judicial review. Legal action, further legal action is an option, but again, we're still focused on just trying to get the commission to to change its mind. The petition points out that state law requires the CPUC to enact rules that encourage solar adoption, make rooftop solar accessible to low-income residents, and include all of solar's benefits in their calculations. The petition argues the commission failed on all three counts. The Protect Our Communities Foundation's Bill Powers says that's disappointing, but not unexpected. Political dynamics are quite meshed in in all of this. And so it's really about the, in my opinion, the the scales of regulation being uh, out of balance. Powers is not sold on the commission's management of the state solar rules, but he remains bullish on the technology's potential. He says solar can help California meet clean energy and climate goals aimed at decarbonizing the state's economy. It's remarkably uh, autonomous. It just does its thing. There are no moving parts and it contributes to climate action. It puts generation exactly where you need it to relieve congestion on the transmission and distribution system. Powers hopes the commission makes changes that comply with state law. Meanwhile, industry observers worry the new rules will slow California's nation-leading adoption rate for rooftop solar. They fear a bust after the current boom. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. 
A proposal to ban homeless encampments on San Diego sidewalks, parks, and other public places got its first hearing yesterday. Reporter Jacob Ayer says the Land Use and Housing Committee voted to send the proposal to the full council without a recommendation on whether or not it should be passed. In front of a nearly full room at San Diego City Hall Thursday afternoon, the unauthorized camping ordinance got its first hearing by the Land Use and Housing Committee. There were lots of big emotions, and residents were split on the matter. San Diego District 3 Council Member Stephen Whitburn proposed the ordinance. Residents across our city are deeply concerned about the public health and safety issues created by the proliferation of encampments in their communities. These encampments pose hazards to people living in them and to our neighborhoods. Many people and groups came out in opposition to the ordinance, including Alliance San Diego. They say it would shut out unhoused San Diegans from almost every single part of the city and is a violation of the human right to shelter. The unauthorized camping ordinance would have to be approved by the full city council. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Social media platforms are the target of a new lawsuit. Education reporter M.G. Perez has more on the effort to protect children. The Franz Law Group of San Diego filed the lawsuit representing 21 school districts across the country. Locally, they include Coronado and Oceanside Unified. The districts claim the mental health of their students is being hurt by algorithms social media platforms use to get children hooked. Jade Kohler is one of the attorneys representing them. It would help make social media use more healthy and it would be better for children to not be consuming these negative images all the time. No comment yet from the social media companies named in the lawsuit. They include Meta, owner of Facebook and Instagram, as well as TikTok, Snapchat, Google and Alphabet, which owns YouTube. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. The popularity of artificial intelligence has caused one of the area's largest tech companies to remodel its mission. SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge explains why Qualcomm now sees itself as an AI company. In a promotional video, actress Michelle Yeoh walks through a bustling urban landscape at night with a smartphone in hand as she talks to us about a coming transformation. Qualcomm is transforming the way we work, live and communicate, pushing the limits of technologies like artificial intelligence. It's Qualcomm's way to link itself to AI in the mind of the market. Artificial intelligence is a set of algorithms that evolve as they're used and can solve problems. Qualcomm's chief marketing officer, Don McGuire, says the company's processing platforms can run AI algorithms on lots of devices. Whether our technology is going into a smartphone or whether it's going into a factory or or a robot, our AI is a horizontal that permeates all those different types of device categories and use cases. Marketing computer chips to consumers is a challenge. McGuire says he hopes when people buy a device, they will ask if it runs on Qualcomm Snapdragon computer chips. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. Coming up, from Coachella to Desert X, there's plenty to see this weekend in Southern California's deserts. We'll have that story and more just after the break.
KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. There's an art exhibit at the Minke International Museum that's dedicated to something you normally see at children's birthday parties. Arts producer Julia Dixon-Evans gives us a closer look with piñata artist Diana Benavides. So this is a piece uh, called is Muy Noche para Andar Sola. Cross-border artist Diana Benavides makes piñatas with a message. One piñata is an oversized pair of green sneakers with text in Spanish that translates to it's too late to walk alone, written across the toes. And that's usually a phrase that we'll hear from, you know, your, your, your mom. Along with a huge set of keys and a room-sized rosary, the shoes represent the rituals and actions taken by women to feel safe. A piñata is inherently violent. You hit it with a stick. But there's also humor and joy and approachability. It's something Benavides taps into when creating activist art. To me, it makes sense to be able to tell political messages through the piñatas. I think it's, it's kind of like a good way to ease in an audience. On view at the Mengue right now are over 80 piñatas from artists around the country. The museum recently bought two of Benavides' piñatas for its permanent collection, the shoes and the rosary. It's something unusual for something so temporary. Since I was 12, where I, I wanted to save piñatas and I wanted to find a way to like preserve them forever. Julia Dixon-Evans, KPBS News. The Mingay's piñatas, the high art of celebration, closes at the end of the month. An all-ages drop-in piñata-making workshop runs 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. today. Arts producer Julia Dixon-Evans also has info on arts events happening this weekend. She spoke with my colleague Jade Heidman. They started by talking about Coachella, SoCal's most popular music festival. This is KPBS Midday Edition. We're talking about arts and culture events this weekend from Coachella to local exhibitions. Our guest is KPBS arts producer and editor Julia Dixon-Evans. So Julia, this is a big weekend for music and you know, if you're up for a road trip, you can catch the first weekend of Coachella, which starts Friday. Uh, whether you head out to the desert or watch it on the official live stream for a Coachella, which sounds good to me, <laughs> um, what are some of the highlights? So, uh, Bad Bunny. The K-pop group Blackpink and Frank Ocean, they're the headliners for each day. But a little further down the lineup, um, on Friday, actor Idris Elba will be doing a DJ set. Uh, there's Gorillaz, FKJ, and the Desert Kawiya Bird Singers. They also performed last year, and they'll kind of kick things off and honor the land. On Saturday, there's Boy Genius, or Squirrel, and the Linda Lindas are totally on my radar. And on Sunday... Sudan Archives, Alex G, Wade's Blood, and Bjork, who will be playing with an orchestra, arrangements from the last 30 years. Happy, 
side note, uh, it wasn't 30 years ago, but I did see Bjork when she played at Coachella in 2002, so a long time ago, but oh, wow. she was incredible. It's also going to live stream um, all six stages of both weekends, so it's a little bit easier to stay hydrated from your couch. <laughs> so while we're out in the Coachella Valley for the festival, uh, the big outdoor art installations from Desert X are still on view. And I know you've seen these. So what can you tell us about them? Yeah, these are mostly in Palm Springs, Palm Desert and Desert Hot Springs. Uh, there's a dozen artists. These are large scale outdoor installations and huge sculptures. Uh, some of the highlights for me are Matt Johnson's sleeping figure. It's made out of like a dozen full-size freight containers shaped like a like a reclining figure. It, it's amazing. And you can walk right up to it. You can walk underneath it. And it's set against like San Jacinto with snow on it. There's also Torquasi Dyson's Liquid A Place. This is another standout for me. You can actually climb on this one. There's also a set of billboards of photography by Tyree Nichols, who was killed in police custody uh, in January. So I will add that there's a lot of driving and walking involved to see a lot of these, but they're, they're really worth a look. All right. One more. There's a special pop-up of paintings by the late American artist Wayne Tebow, famous for those simple pie and ice cream paintings. Yeah, and there's actually one of those ice cream paintings that's going to be on view. It's at the Tassendi Gallery in La Jolla. It's a pop-up exhibition that was made in collaboration with the Peter Tebow Gallery in San Francisco. It'll only be here until the 22nd. And what I love about Tebow's art is the way that he captures these ordinary things, like that pie, like that ice cream. And there's about 10 or 11 pieces in the show, including some of his figurative pieces. There's landscapes, there's freeway scenes. And then one of my favorites, it's a very tiny painting called Four Sandwiches. And it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very, uh, I'm hungry. I'm going to go have lunch now. <laughs> Uh, we'll have details on all of these and more arts events at our website at kpbs.org arts. You can also sign up for Julia's weekly arts newsletter. I've been speaking with KPBS arts producer and editor Julia Dixon Evans. Julia, thanks. Thank you, Jade. Have a good weekend. You too. That was arts producer and editor Julia Dixon Evans speaking with Midday Edition host Jade Hyman. One last weekend event before you go, South Bay Earth Day is getting an early start on celebrations. The event will be held at Chula Vista Bayfront Park on Saturday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. There will be activities, vendors, and entertainment to show Mother Earth some love. That's it for the podcast today. This week's podcast was produced by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth and Laura McCaffrey. Lara's normally on our web desk here at KPBS, but we're thankful that she also helps us out and frequently fills in on the podcast. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. And on Monday's podcast, how rising sea levels are causing flooding in Imperial Beach. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.